Hello and welcome. You've reached You, Life, and God podcast. Conversations about you, your life, and your relationship with God. And hi, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining us. We have had several conversations about life. However, this week's episode will allow us to understand how to live an effective life. Between some of the workers uh, in the body of Christ. And isn't that something that we meant for effective living, for peaceful living? within the body of Christ and in our communities, in our homes, where we work, etc. How do we ex- achieve that? And this is why the episode is actually titled, I Have Learned, meaning that he who has performed a good work in us will, as the Spirit of God leads us to study, because it emphasizes that um, an encouragement for us to Focus on the work that Christ has begun in us and who performs the work that we focus on, our minds are set on continuously on Jesus Christ. Chapter one actually began good work in me. Y'all perform it until the day Jesus returns. And when he says, shall perform it, that word means actually that it continues on, that the work of sanctification and righteousness and holiness continues on until the appearance of our Lord as he will appear before all on his second coming. Then chapter 2 actually uh, walks in to say this is the reason why that we want to uh, be encouraged to continue the process. And uh, that was a work that uh, in life we have grown accustomed to processes. Once I complete a process, then there's a result. I am rewarded for it. In the kingdom, it is not necessarily that. So when we say work, it's more like a farmer, a farmer who has planted seeds, a farmer who works and cultivates that seed, a farmer who has the hope of the seed becoming a tree. And even when the tree is grown and fully grown, the farmer still works on the tree so the tree can continue to blossom, flourish, and even reach greater heights. And that's what Paul emphasizes. And when the farmer, when it's a tree, of course, he prunes the branches. And that's why there's a metaphor in the scriptures regarding believers actually uh, being compared to trees, not only in our growth and development, but also in the fruitfulness of our lives. And that is effectively living. But chapter two focuses on, again, the mindset. And um, Paul says, if you have had any benefits 
with the joy of communing with the spirit of Christ and fellowship, proceed on to complete the joy that God had or the Lord had when he descended, emptying all of his authority to be clothed in humanity in the purpose of a servant. And that's when Christ, actually what Paul emphasizes about Christ being of no reputation, meaning it was joyful for the glory of God, for him to work for God, for his father whom he loved, to come and save those whom the father loves as well. So Apostle Paul encourages us to continue on and be of the like mind of Christ. And to do that is want to keep the mind on Christ so that the spirit of Christ can continue the work in us. And then our minds began to get renewed and strengthened, focused and steadfast on the Lord. And then also in the fruitfulness of the spirit. And then that's when Paul says, be of like mind. And then, of course, chapter 3, Paul compares the fact that Jesus emptied himself, his authority, etc. Though being equal to God, considered himself not equal to God, stripping his reputation when he came here on earth to perform the work for God. He says, I count, and then Paul says, considering all that I've experienced in Christ, as he's brought me through so many difficult things, even just to bring me to an understanding of who I am in him and what my purpose is in the body of Christ or work, and then what my purpose is in, the, in life. And all of us have that blanket purpose is to enable the light of Christ to shine so others can see it in this still dark world. But even though all the things that we have considered lost as we compare perhaps the worldly uh, material things or aspirations of others that we see that may have attained or appear to have attained something, Paul says, all that I have gained, I have considered that it is incomparable. And that's why he uses the word loss. It is insignificant to the life that I've gained and the knowledge and the relationship that I have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then it comes to the foundation of this episode and our conversation. Chapter 4. Paul explained that another reason that he called was also because there was some disagreement. And he says that this is how and what I've learned. And often disagreements from, um, of course, envy, jealousy, and yet calls that. If there's anything, it's focusing on, and that's why it's not uh, focus on your circumstances. And other folks is to pray. Says this 
keep your mind not to worry about anything. And that word in uh, chapter four, it says, be careful of nothing. And that word careful can trip us up. Or another version says, be anxious for nothing. But simply put, it says, don't worry about anything, another version says. Instead, pray about everything. Why? Because keeping your mind in peace is keeping one on whatsoever is whatsoever is whatsoever is honorable or good report. Think on these things, meaning that in any circumstance, think of it. And of course, we're this going to lead us to something. Going to lead us to a place of peace, a place of maturing mind and thoughts and power and effect living using the word of God and the thoughts of our mind. And our mind are actually replacing the emotions that are quick temper sorts of reactionary emotions. Instead, it's replaced by things that are the word of God, the loveliness. God so loved the world, the loveliness. God performed this work in me, and he will continue. The, the truth, Lord, will return. The truth, God is in control. The truth, God can change anything. Those are the things. Don't worry. And then the nether meat. Paul says, this is why. And he traveled as we are co-laborers. God asks us to go, we go into circumstances that are difficult, even if it may be around the corner to a place where there, there is uh, liquor being served and ask us to stand there and just be a light in the circumstances. Unjudgmental, uncritical. So the Spirit of God can do the work that often we cannot see. But still a difficult circumstances because we have friends that say, hey, we saw him. We saw this person out there in, in the bar. But God did, but, but uh, the Lord, and, and along with Paul, to emphasize and encourage to keep your mind still because whatsoever is true. And then God is still reaching out for those who are yet to come in. And also that he's working in us, not only a work of confidence that he is in control, but a work with gifts and filled with his spirit that will be effective and overflow and touch the heart of someone else that the light may enter in and also come to believe. But this is also chapter four. It's not only talking about the mind because it begins with the mind. Be ye like-minded with Christ. Think of these things. Don't worry why. And then Paul gets to something that also emphasizes that it is Christ that begins this work in us. The Spirit of God. And it will continue. Because he says, because even all that I've experienced, there which in this I have learned. 
meaning there had to be a teacher. I have learned there which to be content. He says, I have learned how to be successful and effective when my stomach is empty and I'm hungry. How to be effective when, and he says that I, I don't have a need. I've learned not to need, why? Because the truth is that God shall supply every need. I've heard someone else say, a matured saint, say, I want for nothing. This is similar to what Paul is saying. Why? Because God shall supply my every need. Not only, and that shall means an action that he is going to do it. So in hunger, he says, I know how to be successful with it. And then here's another point for us in our conversation. Because I know how to be a base. We always know that it is of humility. But also, there's a blessing because there's a quick little verse that says, you know, when I needed something, God sent some people. He sent Timothy. Right? And then there were the Philippians who helped him. And then, of course, even some of the Thessalonians helped. He says, because I knew that God would send someone. But then he says, this is the reason why. Because I know that someone was blessed to hold something to give to me. And that is the effective living that Paul snuck in in chapter 4. When he says, I have no need for anything. Because he says, because my God and supplying bless someone to sin and give. And this gets to the next one that Paul is encouraging us in effective living. He says, I also learn how to live successfully when there is abundance. When God has given me much, and there are going to be seasons when God opens, right, his storeroom, storehouse, and rain down upon us. But abounding successfully is listening and knowing, even though God says, go by an abundance, that that voice is saying the preparation is to retain some. Do not consume or waste any of it. But that's successful. Retain some. Because I've always given or will give you more than enough in an overflow. And that overflow is to be used maybe in a season of, of, of not lack, but seasons of um, where we must uh, go into the storehouse and retrieve. I heard someone say, that in Chicago, they, when the preparing for the winters, they would do a lot of canning and storing up because of the summer fruits and stuff that they may enjoy because there are winters where they could not go to the store or there is not a delivery person for today's times, someone to deliver the food to us. This is similar, but also the knowledge of the kingdom is abounding is also sharing the gifts of whatever God 
has given us are storing up for the lean time. That's the correct word. Not lack, but the lean time that God will want us to draw in. And then often we don't know what's in the freezer until the voice and the times say, oh, my God, you know, looks like that we must um, go into the freezer and see what's there. And there's this nice treat that we forgot God told us to just go in and put it away. And we quickly did it, heard the voice, and quickly did it one night, went in the kitchen, put it away, wrapped it up neatly, and then forgot about it. Then God has this delightful treat waiting for us. And guard them. I pray that we all grasp the life that God has for us in Christ Jesus, which both teaches us how to live. Abased and abound. And the abundance or the knowledge of the abundance of the riches that is in Christ Jesus for the glory of the Father. It is my prayer that we grasp hold, that we study the summary text and the biblical references as the Spirit leads us to the next sharing God.